Welcome to the Zero Fucks Podcast, the raw and unfiltered account of the journey to create your diet culture-free dream life and start living the authentic and unapologetic life you deserve from two girls who actually did it. Each week, Don Michaela, the founder of the Mindful Eating Revolution, and Lonnie Mitchell, founder of the Weightless Warrior Academy, are bringing you guests, thoughts, and hot topics to help you bust through the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back and shed the emotional weight that has been holding you down. We're pulling back the curtain on how to reconnect yourself, body, mind, heart, and soul, take your power back, and free yourself from fear and self-judgment. Get ready to unapologetically follow your bliss every single day, giving zero fucks about what other people think. Are you with us? Here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Zero Fucks Podcast. I'm here with Lonnie. And today we wanted to talk about this kind of whole concept around like fitness and working out and, you know, the kind of the kind of the judgment that people get locked into around this, that when you've been in diet culture, um, there, there's definitely this like opinion about what you should be doing to lose weight and you should be going to the gym and are you tracking your calories, how many calories burned and do you have your little fitness tracker and are you doing spin class and there's all these things that people tell you like this is the things that burn the most calories this is what you should be doing and so many people get locked into that and then wonder like why am I not happy why am I not enjoying this um but they still feel like they have to be doing this because it's what you quote unquote should be doing um and I know this is something Lonnie and I have both come up against that we have both had to work through and break through ourselves. And now we help our clients do this um, because it's, it's kind of a doozy, you know, <laughs> letting go of this whole idea of like what you should be doing and truly starting to honor yourself, your body, what feels good for you and starting to create a life that includes movement, but it's movement that lights you up, that brings you joy. Um, and who gives a fuck what other people think? Like if it makes you happy, that's all you need to be doing. So um, Lonnie, quick, I don't think you and I have really necessarily talked about this particular part oh, in each it. of our journeys yet. So <laughs> I'm curious of like, where did you start out with this? Like before you started freeing yourself from this, like what was your relationship with movement and quote unquote working out? And like, how did you, what changed for you? I think I did what probably most people do is I put you know, quote unquote, those people on a pedestal of, okay, these people who are so into fitness look a certain way. And if you do take care of yourself and your body, there is going to be a certain way, you know, that you look, it's just obvious of someone who takes care of their body versus someone, you know, who doesn't. Um, and that's not to say that there's still not these different body types and everything. There certainly are, but it, there's, you can tell if someone's, you know, constantly working out and working on their mental health as well. Um, so for me, I just kind of put them on a pedestal and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't look like that, <laughs> but I wanted to get into that world. I wanted to look like them. I wanted to look like the Instagram model. So I would be at 10 o'clock at night in the bed, looking up, you know, at the next, how to lose the belly pooch and 12 minutes or not 12 minutes in um, like 30 days or something or in the next 12 weeks and you just get on the cycle of looking at all those videos but then 
the mentality actually keeps you stuck and then you just keep beating yourself up over and over and go see see i'm not like them i can't do it it's too hard da, 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 da. meanwhile like okay but did you really try like have you been drinking your water have you been focusing on getting enough sleep and this is where the emotional weight comes in as well you can't outrun feeling shitty about yourself yes exercise and good nutrition it can, it's definitely there and helps boost your mindset. There's all these scientific studies, there are certain diets that are supposedly proven to help with depression. But at the end of the day, like it is in my core belief, you can't outrun or out diet feeling like you are not lovable, feeling like you are not enough. That comes from a whole other set of work. So for me, I got so... <laughs> Well, okay, this would actually go on for like a little bit because I have, I have a very specific mindset on where this fitness identity comes from and what we as a society need to do to shift that. So I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this before I go into that. Okay. Um, like my experience? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I couldn't help but like, laugh like a oh I remember those days laugh um when you talked about like being you know midnight looking up things of like how to lose 30 pounds in 20 days like what exercises tighten your inner thighs like and it was like I was just obsessed with the outcome yeah. completely obsessed with the outcome did not care what I had to do to get there and it was I remember going and doing these things, these classes, like pushing myself to do these things that I, I didn't actually want to do like at all. Um, but online said, this is one of the types of cardio that burns the most calories. So I like talked myself into doing it and I had convinced myself that I was enjoying it. Like I had convinced myself, yeah, I, I, I'm a gym rat now. I live for the gym. I had put this like identity on myself, but when I look back on it, it's like, was I actually even really happy? And it's like, no, I was like hating every single second of that. I was hating getting off work and being exhausted and telling myself I had to go to the gym for an hour or else I was lazy. I couldn't go home and just rest. That was not okay. And just pushing myself so hard. And like my body just started like giving out after a while. Like it was, and then I thought I was weak because I was like, well, I've been working out. I should be stronger than this. So again, with these shoulds, mm -hmm. tell my clients all the time, like we should all over ourselves, like stop shitting all over yourself. Like it really it's really not a good, because like you're saying, it's like that com constant comparison, that constant comparison. And I think for me where I got tripped up and this is like, I'm going to say a huge mouthful in like two sentences, we can break it down later. But, um, you know, I was looking at these images and really truly believing that if I looked like that, I would feel a certain way. Yes. Yep. And so I was like, okay, if I can just get that body, I'll feel the freedom. I'll feel the joy. I'll feel all that, that if, if I can get there, that will magically be unlocked. And so, because I believe that so deeply to the core of myself, I didn't care that what I was doing wasn't making me happy. I didn't care that what I was doing felt like being in 
prison basically that is so regimented no freedom no acknowledgement of how i actually felt i was okay with being miserable because i thought that if i can just stick with this long enough magically some kind of love freedom joy ultimate happiness will be unlocked once i get there so it was like i don't know when i was looking at that identity of exercise i had no concept of I need to actually get there by doing things that make me happy. That link was like, I didn't even, hadn't even considered that. Well, and they'll that help time. you stick with a healthy lifestyle as well. Right. And then, and then it was like, you know, you do eventually quote unquote, fall off the wagon and then you blame yourself telling yourself you're weak, you know, all these, every excuse under the book for under, under the sun for like why you would have given up. But the one thing that I never considered until years later was like, maybe I'm falling off the wagon because I'm not enjoying this because I'm not happy and I'm miserable. And there's a part of me that dies inside every time I force myself to do this. Like maybe I'm falling off the wagon because I just keep hitting this breaking point. They're just, I can't do this anymore. Well, and honestly, diets aren't there for you to succeed at, right? So like the primary definition of diet is, you know, what, what you're consuming, right? But society has led diet to equal restriction and being very specific about something. And diets are not created to be sustainable. They like, if you think about it, okay, we're women, we shave our legs, right? So the shavers might be cheaper, but what's more expensive? The, um, the repurposeful or how do you say the blades that you have to keep getting over and over again to put them in there, right? And so that's where they get their money by having people return in marketing. What do they say? It's so much easier and more cost-effective to retain current customers than to get new ones. So if we keep going on the spinning loop, the hamster wheel of diets, they're going to keep getting more and more money. And that's why it's a I forget if it's 72 or $76 billion industry at this point. So it's not even just you with, you know, oh, I don't enjoy this. It's, it's not meant to like to necessarily, you know, be sustainable or work long-term. That's why people have to keep doing it. No one teaches them, Hey, this is how you do things long-term or, Hey, this is how you heal the inner parts of you that need healing. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, when you, it's really a brilliant business model when you, it look, is. when you look at it from that angle and it's like, it really, one of the things that kind of woke me up too on this whole thing of like starting to learn to chase my joy and claim the life that I wanted was recognizing that I was essentially in a form of slavery and like they had enslaved my mind with these beliefs that you will not be good enough until you achieve this. But again, like they're not telling you that you might achieve that, but you're not going to be necessarily happy. Mm -hmm. Those two are not mutually exclusive. They just sell the go to, go to spin class, do the, this, do the kickboxing, do the Pilates, lift your butt, get this exact image. And then you'll be desirable. You'll be lovable. Everything will be fine. And like, they sell that so intensely. And then like you said, once you get in on that hamster wheel, and that gets in your head, it's, it's pretty tough to get off. Um, because exactly what you were saying about, 
the longer you stay in this mindset, the longer you keep shooting all over yourself, it's like the deeper and heavier the emotional weight gets. Like the more you start accepting how unhappy you are, the more you keep, you like look away from how much you actually aren't enjoying. And then you're even more unhappy because you're getting unhealthy in your mind. It's right. And so it's just a downward spiral. It's a downward spiral. And then because you're feeling so ashamed and unhappy, that'll trigger emotional eating. And so then you go emotional eating and then you're like, oh my gosh, I have to make up for this. I got to go back to the gym and burn as many calories as possible. And it's just do, 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 do. <laughs> You just crash your plane so fast. As soon as you even get in that, in that mindset and you turn away from what actually makes me happy. As soon as you lose sight of your own happiness, you lost as far as I'm concerned, or you, you got lost. You, you lost your way. As soon as you lose sight of your happiness as like kind of your Northern star, as, as soon as that's no longer the thing you're that's guiding you, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a rough ride. I love that. And I think that ties in perfectly with what I was mentioning before of what I wanted to talk about. Cause this is so much more than just a fitness identity. Um, So I think where I actually read this in a book yesterday, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which I totally recommend. I'm only on the second. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's read it. Now I'm reading it. I'm only on the second chapter, but that first chapter, I'm like, damn. Um, And so she talks about how around age 10, that's where we start actually losing our identity, how we're told don't act like this don't say these kinds of things this is what you should do this is what you should not do um and then it, it reminded me actually of when i went into kindergarten so the teacher told my parents i needed speech therapy mm-hmm. what actually was the case was i was like we were all in america for only a few years at that point so i had a bit of a brogue right? And so she just couldn't properly understand me fully. And then she was also telling my parents, you know, I really need to learn how to just sit down and be still. What freaking kindergartner wants to sit down and be still? Like you're forcing kids to conform, right? And as a child, all you want to do is run and play and be curious. So from a young age, we're really taught how to conform to what society thinks we should be. And then it's like at at age 10, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you see all these examples of things. And I think examples are good because it gets your mind moving. But at a certain point, it's almost like you have to choose one of these paths though. You can't use it as a guide to creating your own and you, you lose that individuality. So as we get older, we see these quote unquote gym rats, right? And we're like, oh, fitness. And that means I'm healthy and I'm strong. And people really look to, you know, those people and they're sexy and they always seem happy and da, da, da. So I'm just going to become that. And you lose your identity. Like that becomes your identity. Similar with struggles for people with depression, for anxiety, um, people who have even had grief for me, it was, you know, Hey, I was the girl who was teased in high school. Like what kid wasn't right. Um, and I, I did, I endured abuse from students and from, um, faculty. 
And it was actually an adult who used that word. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't call it abusive. And they're like, no, I would. And I'm like, okay. So I was even trying to like dull down my own experience, but I use as an identity of, well, this is why I have a chip on my shoulder because, you know, I went through this and da, 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 kind of wearing it like a shield. And when you do those things and you create such an identity around yourself, you lose who you actually are. So I feel that most of these identities that we latch onto as we grow and evolve, a lot of them are actually forms of either imprisonment or of what's the word I'm looking for of like that that armor right of like I I have to wear this so it explains why I am who I am how I am everything like that instead of you're just you because you're you and that's fine and that's good and that's enough right so really when it comes down to learning what your identity is, you have to pull back all these layers of what you've identified with in the past, which might be that fitness. So yeah, that is, it's a very different like aspect of what we're talking about right now, but I still feel like it's, it's very crucial to talk about and still ties in somewhat. Well, first, can we just have a moment for like, that was insanely awesome. Everything you just said, like you're your like vulnerability with that. And you were so right on the money. So first off, just that was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, I felt the same way, exact same way of, and I think you're dead on the money of it's like right around 10, you start really stacking these identities on yourself, trying to conform your identities and trying like you know trying things on trying on all these identities to try and fit in like if I listen to this music if I start wearing these clothes maybe that'll make me fit you start trying all these different things and you just kind of get sucked in and um you know I think for me like especially around this conversation around like fitness I had to do exactly what you were saying of like strip back so many of these identities, so many of these ideas of what that meant and what that meant for me. And I had to look at what I had been doing and I had to look at what was working and what wasn't, what was making me happy and what wasn't. And, you know, getting really real with myself about like, okay, one thing that I do like, I do like how I feel when I'm moving. I like how I feel when I feel strong. You know, my parents live out on a farm. I love the feeling of being able to go out and help my mom and, you know, chuck a 50 pound bag of, you know, something over my shoulder and walk it, you know, and that, that, that being relatively easy for me. It's like, I like feeling that strong. Um, but I hate the gym and I had to look at that and be like, I've been telling myself, I love this. I love this. I love this. But when I really started looking up, like, how do I feel when I walk in those doors? what, what emotion runs through me? What happens to my mindset? And it was like, Ooh, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. The, the, the vibration, the emotional vibration that this environment puts me in isn't healthy. I immediately go into comparing myself to every other woman there. I immediately go into feeling kind of like, like a piece of meat that other men are looking at, I, very uncomfortable, very self-conscious. Um, 
And it's just like, I don't like this energy anymore. I don't want to be, I don't want to be here. And I had realized that I'd completely lost sight of that movement and fitness could be done outside the gym. And it was like, I think that was something that like diet culture really pushes in on us that it's like, in order to be fit, you have to get a gym membership. Like that's where it happens. And as I was like looking back on like my childhood and like, who really am I? Like that identity, like, who am I at the core? Who is that little girl that I abandoned all those years ago? And I was like, she's always loved to dance. I've always been kind of an introvert and I love being out in nature by myself. Like those two, and, I, and I've always kind of loved meditation, stillness, quiet, stretching, things like that. So when I allowed myself to let go of this diet identity of what I should be doing, fitness, all of this, and started being like, you know what? I love yoga. It, it's, it makes me feel good body, mind, heart, and soul. Um, I feel safe when I walk into yoga studios. It's a very calming environment for me. I enjoy being there. So it's like, okay, that is something I enjoy doing. Um, who says I have to go to a Zumba class? I can freaking have a dance party here at my house to my music and I don't have to follow steps. I can give this to myself. I don't have to go there to do that. I can work out my legs and my core like nobody's business by going and doing climbing mountains. And I can get an awesome upper body workout by going kayaking. Like, you know, those row machines that they have at the gym. Well, shit, I can actually just go row my ass across a lake <laughs> and get that same experience. And, you know, I could sit there doing squats and be on the stair machine, or I could actually be hiking my ass up a mountain. And it's like, I had to get really real with myself about like, wow, I have pigeonholed myself so, so intensely to think that I can only be fit. I can only do this if I'm in this one place. And so I had to really free myself from that. So like, that's where I go to when I think of like this identity around diet and exercise, it's like how much I believe that that had to be done in a gym and it had to look this certain way and how freeing it was to release myself from that and be like, you know what? I can just incorporate movement that I love that brings me joy in places that bring me joy that I feel peaceful and safe in and still feel that strength and still feel healthy and actually be happier and feel like I'm not wasting my Saturdays in a gym, in a place I don't want to be. I'm out in the mountains. I'm out on the lake. I'm dancing around my house. And to me, that just felt so much more authentic to the person I wanted to be. But like you said, years and years and years ago, got like slowly trained out of that's not how you get fit. That's not acceptable. That's not the norm. And I just accepted that. So it was like, it was a massive reclaiming of that mm -hmm. kind of my journey. See, it's so funny. Cause I actually really like the gym. I used to hate it, but I, I actually really like it. Cause to me, it's like, okay, I spent the time to drive here, make sure you put your ass to work. So it gives me that little bit of boost. And like you said, it's about strength, right? And you can do this in so many ways for me. I don't know. I just like kind of weightlifting. Um, and I like seeing, okay, how heavy can I do it this week? And just naturally watching it go up and up and up. And I'm like, yeah, I am getting stronger. Oh, this got easier this week. Or for me running on the ground, I, I don't know. It just does not feel good on my knees. Um, so I, I would like the treadmill and I know it's easier on the treadmill, 
but I would enjoy testing myself and seeing, you know, okay, how far can I go? And it's not that I would push it too much or anything. I'm not saying, you know, try to run a marathon on the treadmill, but I just, I, I would enjoy watching those, those little gains. Um, and it, it didn't even have to do with necessarily how my body looked, right? It was just the performance of it. But like you, I love the whole aspect of doing things outside too. I remember going <laughs> I went paddleboarding one day and I swear to God, my arms are freaking jello after this. Cause the guy told me, he oh goes, my God. don't go North because you're going, uh, or no, he said, don't go South. Cause then even though you're, it's going to be easy to go down there because of the wind, you're going to have a hell of a time coming back up. So go North and then just let it bring you back. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm going out to like the reef break. And then I think I'm trying to go north <laughs> and then it was so hard though because of the wind so I'm like I just need a minute break let me just sit on this paddle board and then next thing you know I'm like all the way down <laughs> and I'm like I don't even have time to enjoy this I just gotta haul ass and not even focus on if this hurts I just I, I gotta get back to the, the hut place and then he goes um I told you to go that way but you like you're all the way down there I'm like dude I tried I tried that one was something. So it's just even things like that from, from a workout. And here's the thing. Can we please stop having health equal quote unquote, perfect body by society? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, health is in mind. It's in body. It's in soul. So as long as you're moving your body, take the pressure off your body, first of all, because if you're constantly, and this goes into the spirituality and manifestation, if you're constantly thinking about your body and, oh, I'm too fat right now. Oh, is this workout doing something for my fupa or whatever? I still don't know what the, that fully means, <laughs> but then you're putting all that pressure on your body. And so it's going to like, that energy is going to stay in there. Whereas if you just focus on getting strong and enjoying that, th you're naturally going to you know, get slimmer anyway. So that's, that's my, my two cents. Yeah. And I, th I think that's, you know, pretty much, you know, says it all of, and, and, you know, I think it's so beautiful that we highlighted of like, you know, both Lonnie and I have, you know, done a lot of work of getting back in alignment with ourselves and freeing our minds from diet culture, not good enough. And it's like, and we still end up in different places. Yeah. And it's like, that's okay. I'm like she digs the gym right on girl, go where it makes you happy. You know, that's not my jam, but it's like, we can still be friends. We can still have this, all this stuff in common. And it's like, I, I see that so much of like people wanting to do different things or feeling called to do different things. And the judgment, like, oh, you don't do this. Oh, mm -mm, you don't do CrossFit. And it's like, can we stop the judgment, please? Let me tell like, you, I did CrossFit for six months didn't do a damn thing for me. Not saying it doesn't do anything for anyone by any means, but again, this comes into the emotional work. When yeah. I started doing the emotional work, weight started coming off. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I've just, can we just start acknowledging each other for who we are? And it's like, so what if we like to move our bodies in different ways? So what if we get off on different things? Like, you know, you, you love the weightlifting. I love seeing if I can get up a taller mountain, you know, it's like, it's the same mindset, but it's like, we go about it a different way, pushing ourselves. Where do we feel that, that rev and people are going to find it in different 
places and that's okay of like getting to the point where you're just celebrating you and your jam and you can look at somebody else who's totally in their jam be like rocket girl i love seeing you in that if that's making you happy go freaking pedal to the metal um and i'm just i'm so over hearing everybody or not everybody but hearing people talk about like oh this is the way you should do it this is what i did you should do this. oh you're not doing what i'm doing hmm that's why you're not getting results you're not doing it this way and it's like that that whole kind of that needs to stop every child learns different every body reacts different so yeah to your point we just acceptance embracing yeah, just embrace, embrace your jam. And you know, the, and like, we're, we're not going to go into it right now, but it's like, I mean, the mindset to like, you know, the, and this is why we keep talking about like mindset is huge and being able to maintain this, this kind of free lifestyle, this where you're living in alignment, because people are going to come at you judging, trying to get you to do it some, some other way, giving you every study that they've, uh, have you read this article? Have you read this? They're going to come at you with all this thing, trying to convince you to do it their way and abandon yourself again. And you have to have the mindset of like, that's great. I'm glad that article resonated with you. That's not my jam, buddy. Mm -hmm. But you got to get to know who you are and be comfortable in that. And that's, again, that's the inner work. Um, but I think that's a great place to end this. Feel free to join us next week when we talk about how to deal with toxic family members and toxic acceptance. I'm so excited for that episode. That's and until next time, everybody, save your fucks for magical shit. Thank you so much for spending this time with us on the Zero Fucks podcast. We had an absolute blast and we hope you did too. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone in your life who you feel needs to hear it, that would be amazing and we would be forever grateful to you. Also, please leave us a review if you feel moved to do so. We love hearing from you guys, so shoot us a message and tell us what you think, share your story, and what topics you would like to hear us bring to the table. It would really help us on our mission to help you. We'll see you guys next episode, and until then, remember, go out there, live boldly, unapologetically, and save your fucks for magical shit.